Welcome to episode 56 of the Listening Brain Podcast. Welcome to the Listening Brain. I'm your host, Todd Houston. In this podcast, we explore childhood hearing loss through the lives of the parents and families who are on this journey and the professionals who serve them. It's my pleasure to welcome Dr. Jasmine Simmons to the podcast. Jasmine was born in Columbus, Ohio, and currently resides in Jacksonville, Florida. Her journey in the field of audiology is marked by dedication, resilience, and a relentless commitment to inclusivity and advocacy. Dr. Simmons' educational path began at the University of Akron, where she obtained her undergraduate degree and, I must say, took my phonetics course along the way. Her determination for knowledge and passion for audiology led her to Central Michigan University, where she earned her doctorate in audiology, solidifying her expertise in the field. What makes Dr. Jasmine Simmons truly unique is her personal journey. Born profoundly deaf, she was implanted with a cochlear implant at the age of two. It provided her with a remarkable perspective on the world of audiology. She also faces the challenges of Usher's syndrome, which has caused progressive vision loss due to retinitis pigmentosa. Her personal experiences have fueled her fierce commitment to inclusivity and advocating for quality health care and employment opportunities for people with disabilities. Dr. Simmons firmly believes that every child should be able to see themselves in the pages of books, and she's actively working on her first children's book series aimed at promoting awareness, acceptance, and inclusion. Her dedication to creating a more inclusive world extends to her public speaking engagements, where she passionately advocates for better health care and job opportunities for people with disabilities. Again, it is my pleasure to welcome Dr. Jasmine Simmons to the podcast. Well, Jasmine, it's so great to have you on the podcast. Would you mind uh, just giving a, a brief uh, introduction to yourself? Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me on this podcast. Um, so I was born profoundly deaf. And at the age of two, I received my very first cochlear implant. And at the age of seven, I was diagnosed with a condition called retinitis pigmentosa. So that is a condition that affects your retina and causes nighttime uh, vision loss and peripheral vision loss. So as I got older, um, I became an audiologist. And so I work in a nonprofit clinic and absolutely enjoy my job. And now I am legally blind and Mm. I am writing a children's book about Usher syndrome. Um, That is the condition I have. It affects your hearing, vision, and balance. So I, yeah. (laughs) Well, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. (laughs) 
And uh, just so that my listeners uh, understand our relationship, you you were a student of mine taking phonetics. Uh, I think you were one of the first uh, students I had uh, in my class, in my phonetics class as an undergrad student here at the University of Akron um, that had hearing loss. And you did very, very well. And I have to say, since you were in that class, I've had probably two or three uh, more students that have come up to me and said, oh, I have hearing loss. And but they are forging ahead. So you you were the start of something, I think. Oh, well, yeah, I remember taking phonetics and I remember being so concerned about not passing mm-hmm. the class due to my hearing <laughs> loss. And I remember, you know, going up to you and explaining my hearing loss to you and how accommodating you were. And, you know, we worked together. And I remember just the great feeling when I passed the class because <laughs> you know, I had an amazing support system. So I, Thank you to this wonderful professor I have, <laughs> um, and I, I will forever remember that class. <laughs> well, you did all the work. It was a, it was a lot of a lot of fun, and you did extremely well. Um, and and just as an aside, this this past semester uh, that just ended uh, um, this fall, we I had a student that had hearing loss in the class, so it's uh, probably will have even more going forward. Is what I would hope. So you you were at Akron. You came there for your undergraduate degree, mm-hmm. uh, and you finished in uh, communication sciences, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then you enrolled in our AUD program. No, no, excuse me. Uh, you you went to Central Michigan for yes. your AUD program. Um, yes, and so how was how was going to Central Michigan? Central Michigan was amazing. Um, I had such a strong support system there as well. And my professors were very accommodating. I remember one of my very first day of classes, my professor came up to me and was like, let's talk after class because (laughs) I've never had a student with such a profound hearing loss. And I want to make sure I can accommodate you. So it was just a great feeling to know that I had support from day one. Right. And you worked with uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Stacy Lim, right? Yes, I did. <laughs> she was actually one of the instrumental reasons why I went to Central Michigan University. Uh, it was not on my radar because I did not want to end up somewhere cold. I was trying to go somewhere <laughs> warm. And she kept mentioning, check out Central Michigan, check it out. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad I did because it was one of the best decisions I made. And I always tell people today, check out Central Michigan because they really produce strong uh, clinicians. And, uh, you know, and Dr. Lim has a, you know, a a connection back here to Akron and graduating here and, and, uh, and uh, not only uh, having a hearing loss herself, you know, she followed in the footsteps of, of others like uh, Carrie Spangler, who's a, a dear friend and colleague and who also has a cochlear implant now and has hearing aids and became an audiologist. And uh, Karen McGyro Lux, another person who's an auditory verbal therapist and mm-hmm. graduated. So we've had these wonderful students who have somehow come through either undergrad or grad 
programs here at Akron and gone on to do really great things and and become audiologists with hearing loss. And I think that's such a wonderful sort of, um, not a tradition, but a a history that we have here. And I'm very proud of that. that. Yeah, absolutely. Like all those people you have mentioned, they are my role models, my mentors. They all have been very instrumental in, you know, helping me build my career. So I I thank every, Mm -hmm. each one of them. Yeah, there's all really great people to to have uh, in in your circle of of friends and and colleagues. So um, let's let's talk about you're now down in Florida, uh, which is great working at the nonprofit. And uh, in the past uh, bit, you've you've also past few years, you've also done some advocacy work on several levels, but uh, certainly looking at uh, the number of Black audiologists and and talk about that and what, what has led you in that direction. Um, so growing up, I, you know, as a person with hearing loss, I only seen about one Black audiologist um, when I was in high school. And I knew that was an issue. There was a problem of lack of representation in our field. So that was one of the reasons what inspired me to become an audiologist. And when I became one, uh, I met uh, this girl named Jocelyn, Dr. Jocelyn Tubbs, who is another audiologist. And, you know, we kept in touch all these years and we, you know, asked each each other, where are we? Like, we know we're out there, but where? (laughs) So that kind of led us to start um, this Facebook group called Black Audiologists United. And it is a growing group. And we are, you know, accepting people more and more as each day passes. And it's just so important to have representation in our field. So that way we are serving our clientele because, you know, there are, you know, BIPOC people out there, and we need to make sure we are serving those people as well. And I agree with you 100%. And I think it's it's um, extremely important uh, n- now and uh, in our country and in our culture for everyone to see that representation, to that patients see people that they work with that are like them, that have a similar background, similar culture. And I, I think that, you know, there's so much more work we need to do, uh, given our current, uh, let's just say, political uh, things that are happening around the country with uh, diversity and, and, and equality and inclusion. So uh, I think, I think that representation is critical across the board. And so I really applaud you taking this on and and really creating something new and different, but also meeting a need that's in the field. Thank you. And, I mean, I'm going to put you on the spot for just a moment, though, because as a, as a faculty member, you know, one thing that we often struggle with is how do we recruit more uh students that have diverse backgrounds 
And of course, as as you see with the Supreme Court and issues like that, they don't want race to be a part of that. And we we understand and, and want to follow the law and all those things. But at the same time, we have this struggle of we see what the what the Supreme Court is saying now, but at the same time, our professional associations support diversity and inclusion and equality. So there's kind of a pull. Oh, any recommendations for recruiting? How can I go out and help recruit? So I think it's really important to go into different schools um, and educate children about these professions because a lot of times children don't know what an audiologist is or a speech pathologist is unless they have gotten that exposure. So Exposure is the key and, you know, just going to career day and teaching kids, hey, these professions exist. And it would be even better if the person that is recruiting um, these children are people that look like them. So that way they can be like, oh, wow, I can do that, too. It's, it's, It's possible for me to be an audiologist, be a speech pathologist be whatever. Um, so I just think it's just exposure is truly the key. Yeah, that's that's really great. And that's something that we are, in a sense, sort of beefing up is our efforts to go into uh, high schools, especially, but also middle schools and elementary schools mm-hmm. um, and just start you know, planting that seed, so to speak, and, and keep coming back and helping them. Again, like you're saying, understand that these are professions that are out there because, you know, we still, you know, when I say I'm a professor of speech language pathology, I'll say, well, what is that again? Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, and, or do you know, do you know sign language because you work with kids with hearing loss or, you know, things like that. You know, it's like some people just have a very limited view of what these professions are mm-hmm. and what they do. Absolutely. Um, And I may want to add, um, you know, mentorship is also important. You know, just having us out there, just, you know, all of us out there um, mentoring these kids. So then that way, consistency and they are getting that exposure and that help um, with the resources that are provided to them. So that way they can be successful in whatever career path they end up taking. Um, So that is important as well. I agree 100%. Well, it's a, it's something that keeps you know nagging at me. We have to keep doing more and keep reaching out. So that's something as a faculty we'll, continue, we'll keep doing. And uh, um, so I appreciate your advice on all that. You, you mentioned um, uh, retinitis pigmentosa and Usher syndrome. You've, you're now becoming uh, sort of an advocate in this area as well. Uh, which I think is uh, exciting. I really uh, appreciate the work that you're doing in, in that area as well and how how this diagnosis can affect people. Mm-hmm. And, and what is it you know like having vision loss and hearing loss? And Absolutely. as you mentioned, vestibular and balance uh, issues as well. Talk about some of the things that you're doing. I know you're, you're working on a, a children's book as well. Uh, but how how has this area of advocacy 
sort of impacted you? Mm -hmm. So having a hearing loss has always been a part of who I am. So I was born with hearing loss. That's all I knew. And as I got older, you know, my vision started to become an issue. And it was this past February, I was diagnosed as legally blind and I had to sell my car and no longer drive. So that was a a turning point for me. And it just made me realize how important it was to educate other people about Usher syndrome. Because when I mentioned Usher syndrome, they're like, the singer? What? <laughs> right. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> um, no, it's a syndrome. It affects your hearing, vision, and balance. So it and also when I share that I'm legally blind, people assume that it's total blindness. They're like, but you can see. Oh, but you can hear. So people always assume that it's complete blindness or complete deafness. Um, so it's that's what led me to start my Instagram account and just educate others that, you know, blindness is spectrum. Hearing loss is a spectrum. It can, Mm -hmm. people can hear certain things and they can't hear others or people can see certain things or, you know, it's when you look at the media, you just, there always is a character that is completely blind. And so that's all people see and that's all people truly know. So that is what made me start my Instagram account and also write my children's book. Um, I just thought it was extremely important for children to see representation of themselves in the book. Um, you know, there's not many main characters that have a disability. So I just mm-hmm. thought that it was so important to have these young children see themselves as a character in the story. Um, And yeah, that's what inspired me to write the Usher Syndrome series. So can you share more about the characters and and kind of what happens in in the story without giving too much away? Because we want people to go out and and (laughs) buy the book. Absolutely. So it's just um, about a little girl. Um, She overcomes adversity on the playground in the classroom um, due to her hearing loss. She actually has a hearing aid and a cochlear implant. Um, she overcomes it by having the confidence that is instilled by her parents. And it's just a beautiful story about, you know, just her learning how to be confident of who she is as a person. That's awesome. Um, and what's the name of, of the of the series and, and the book. So the series is called the Usher syndrome series and the book is called extraordinary Jordan and her bionic ears. <laughs> oh, nice. Very good. Very good. And this one has been published already, correct? It has not been published. It has yet. not been published. It okay. will be published uh, January 27th. Very nice. That's coming up soon. That's excellent. That's excellent. Um, so we will include in the show notes how people can uh, maybe find a copy of the book and uh, and relate back to that. Um, Absolutely. So you know you have so much going on. Uh, what's what's next on your on your uh, sort of 
uh, on your plates to try to tackle. You have a pretty full plate at the moment. But uh, what else are you wanting to do? So great question. <laughs> There's a lot of things on my agenda. Um, I have a few speaking engagements coming up and just, you know, just spreading the word on the importance of Usher syndrome and just sharing my story. And also my goal is to start writing my next two books for the Usher Syndrome series. So I'm definitely going to be busy during 2024 season. Mm. That's wonderful. And uh, yeah, get out there on that speaking circuit and spread the news. And I, I see you're on social media as well using uh, Instagram. So it looks like you have uh, lots of different ways to to reach out and connect. Absolutely. And so, Jasmine, I know you're you're busy. So, how how can people get in touch with you if they want to learn more or just to uh, to interact with you? So, um, my main hub, you can reach out to me on my website at drjasminesimmons.com, and also my Instagram is also doctor just dr jasmine simmons. That's my Instagram handle as well. Awesome. Well, thank you for speaking with me and and good luck with everything that you're doing and definitely come back in another year or so and and give me an update on on what else you're doing. Absolutely. Thank (laughs) you so much for having me on this podcast. I really enjoy talking with you. I want to thank Jasmine for joining me on the podcast once again. I do remember her from my phonetics class. Uh, She definitely stood out and I knew she was going to do just fine even though she had a profound hearing loss. She did great. We worked around it, and she was able to really do just as well as anyone else in the class. It's just a example of her determination to be successful, and I saw that firsthand and continue to see that in all that she's doing. So great job, Jasmine. Keep up the great work, and you're one of my heroes. And thank you guys for joining me on this episode. Stick around for another two weeks. I'll be back with another exciting interview with someone from the field. And uh, if you don't mind, until then, leave us a really a great review or share this podcast. Or maybe you want to be on the podcast yourself. You want to be a guest. Reach out to me at Todd at 3CDigitalMediaNetwork.com. And I'd love to hear from you. Maybe we'll get you on. But until next week, be safe and be kind. This has been a production of the 3C Digital Media Network. 